0: Okay, let's pray as, as our custom is. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you. We ask and we see there is illumination. The height of our understanding is the lighting that as you, you speak to us in a clear way this morning, and our voice and our ears are open to hear you in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Alright, Matthew 26, verse 6. Uh, I think I like the title, The Wasted Life. Matthew 26, verse 6. So, we'll share the word and from sharing the word, we would approach other issues. Because as a pastor, you cannot shy away from issues in the local church. And you cannot shy away from one thing as a pastor or as a leader you must do. You must know how to confront issues. That is why God placed you over the head. If not, you will be like Eli. What was the sin of Eli? The sin of Eli was that he had children in his own household and they were misbehaving. So, what was Eli's children doing? Now, Eli did not do anything wrong. Only that he had children in his household that were misbehaving and he could not talk to them. And you know what God did? In his very house, God replaced him. God replaced him and gave him somewhere. The next person who should have been the prophet, being a king, or being the mouthpiece of God, should have been his children. But because he will see his children wake up in the morning, they will go and offer sacrifices, they will not say things, they will just do anything. The Bible says they defiled the temple. So they didn't talk. So And he didn't correct them. He left them and said, Don't worry. Don't worry. And that is what we a lot of us like because we are in America today. You don't like anybody to talk to you. You don't like anybody to correct you. You just feel like the pastor is wicked. No, the pastor is not wicked, but the pastor is fulfilling God's call on his life. If not... This church will spoil in the hands of the pastor. God will replace the pastor in the very eyes. That's what happened to Eli. He saw his children misbehaving in the temple. So they will come to church anytime they want. They were not serving in church. They will do whatever they want to do. They will come to cell meetings. I'm talking to those of you too in your other churches. They will come to cell meetings they want. They were not praying in their cell meeting times. And the leaders were not doing anything about it. And we live in America today where you don't like correction. If you see correction, you think somebody is attacking you. No! God corrects his children. Hebrews 12. Go dear to Hebrews 12. Go to Hebrews 12. Go to Hebrews 12. I hope every one of you are with your Bible because it's a culture of supernatural community church. You must have your Bibles. We don't use iPad here. You must have your Bibles. Look at the Bibles here. We are not trying to be like every other church. If you don't like what we are doing, you go. It's simple. We go. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hebrews 12. Look at Hebrews 12. Look at the Bible. Hebrews 12 verse 5. Hebrews 12 verse 5. It says... And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. He says, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou are rebooked of him. So God rebuked his children. Look at in verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth, what happens to him? What happens to him? Supernatural Community Church. He does what? He chastens and does what? Scourge every son who he receives. So God corrects us. God scourges us. Look at what he now says in verse 7. If you enjoy chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chastens not? So he's a bastard child that they cannot correct. He says, What son is he who the father chastened not? So it's a child who has gone far. Who the father has said, This one is no more my child that they don't correct. So you are not praying. You are not, you don't belong to a prayer group in church. You don't belong to, um, you don't do outreach, evangelism. You are a member of this church? You are not a member. That is what we do here. So, if you cannot take corrections, there's no point being here. I can't pass up men who can't take corrections. I'm not going to have a church that I will be an ally. God forbid. So, I will not get home. God will not be dealing with me and be telling me, son, what is going on with your church? Is this what I told you to do? So, and I know most of you watching me online in your various centers, they even begged you to come to service this morning. I'm sure they did. That is a very terrible attitude. Very terrible. Very, very terrible. Why should they beg a Christian to come to church? Why should a Christian even pick a job on a Sunday morning? You call yourself born again, believer, working on Sunday? Because you are looking for money? We will talk about that. Matthew 26, the wasted life. 2 as a cell leader and trust most of you are cell leaders when you spot and when you see an error you do what you correct it immediately you don't want to repeat whose mistake mm-hmm. whose mistake Eli. Eli's mistake in his very house do you know the do you know do you know the do you know the kind of embarrassment that is in his very house god called another child and he was the one who had to uh, the child, you know, when God is speaking to you, do this, and it was not his own child. God replaced him in his very eyes. Because he washed his children. So when you see your cell leaders in your various locations, telling you pray, they are not trying to punish you, they are helping your life. When they tell you come to church, sit down, learn the word, they are not trying to punish you, They are helping your life. And if you cannot take correction, it's fine. Just don't stay here. Let us know what we are doing. We are at an early stage in our church. God has been faithful with us. We have over 10, 11 cells right now. All over. 10, 11 cells because we are trying our best to call it, not call it churches. Just to stay in the humbleness of God. 10, 11 sales. And we started our church just last year. Last year, January. That's when I moved down to Rochester. Yes, we've been in ministry for long. Those of you have worked with us for quite some years. You, we've been doing ministry and all of those things. But Supernatural Community just started last year, January. And by now, we have 10, 11 cells. We... I was just looking at a report. Somebody got healed. I was talking to Brother William. I'm sure he's watching me in South Africa now. I, I said, I was talking to somebody got healed in Uganda's meeting, and the person went to announce it on, on radio. That brethren. <laughs> I got healed in the meeting. You know. So if you think it is, we are not forcing you. So we really need to know what we are doing now before we progress into the next phase, because the next phase is going to be very critical. Hallelujah. You are not doing outreach in this church. You are not a member. You are only a seat warmer. You are not in a prayer meeting in this church. You are not a member. I don't see you as a member. I only see you as a seat warmer. You don't do outreach. You don't do prayer. I do. You are part of the people I pray for. As God just helped their lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will talk to you as a pastor. If you like it, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, go. I'm not begging anybody. When the God called me, He did not beg me for you. All right. Matthew 26. You no, these are sermons that people don't like. <laughs> Verse 6, the wasted life or pursuit of purpose. Whatever you want to title it this morning. I have so much to share, but I've narrowed it down to this sermon. If I, if I have to check my note, I wish I can just share. There's even a message I have in my note called very important. That's the title. But I'll keep it for later. Matthew 26 verse 6, now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster voice of very precious ointment. And he poured it on his head and he sat at meat. And when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Now, watch something very well. The Bible said, she, there was a woman with an alabaster, but, but they gave a description. They said, a box very precious. Very precious. Very precious means very expensive. And she poured it on his head. He said he poured it on his head and sat at meat. I thought, look at something. Even the disciples saw it, they were angry. Why should the disciples be angry at what is not their business? Why should they be angry? Why? Why? Is it them that bought the precious ointment? I'm asking you. Is it their alabaster box? No. He says, no. This says they were angry. This is to what purpose is this waste? Why would this woman come and waste this expensive thing? It's like saying. You got, let's bring it to our today's world. You got your paycheck, one million dollars. And you say, pastor, I am bringing this one million dollars to church. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Even as I said it, <laughs> some of you are thinking, eh? it's not possible. Whoever would do that is, is crazy. That was exactly what was happening here. this box shows that it was something of value because they saw it and say look at what they were even saying in japan they say for this way so it may, could have been sold for much Ah, they calculate, you know there's a way you can calculate when you buy when you see a house you know there's a way you can calculate it and just say mm, this house cannot be more than what if you watch architectural digest how they do those house store, especially those celebrities out store. you say you just see the house they just tell you this house is worth one billion dollars. Like, there are some houses you will see. There's one condo I saw in the in the architecture. The, at least the condo is somewhere in New York. And you know New York is New York is expensive. They just say five hundred thousand dollars. I say ah, this is not supposed to worth it. I watch videos like that. You see. and there's this one guy too. One uh, maybe Yasmi. I I don't know on YouTube. He does this uh, house store. When you see there, you say mm, this one is not worth the price now. What I mean, if I see those Texas houses? You See those those marshals. You want you? Ah, I bought the same house in Rochester. Or I bought the same house in there, and, and this house is than I did the same price. It's because of their landmine. No, they calculated it in their mind. He waste all of this on Jesus waste all of this on Jesus? She broke the flax. The Bible says she broke the flax. She broke the box. Something very precious of a high value. In this place, it was very precious. But look at verse 13. Let's skip down to verse 13. It says, verily, I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall be also this that this woman has done, be told of what? A memoria for her. Ah, you know, this is something worth remembering. It says, wherever this gospel is preached, it says, There will be a memorial for her. So that means that it was placed very high. Now you'll be wondering, what did she do? What did she do? Because the disciples wondered in verse 9, verse 8. I'm reading from Matthew 26. What is the purpose of? of this waste? To what purpose is this waste? You know, let's bring it to our today's world. If you and I were there, do you know what you would have said? If it was in our today's world, 2023 world, do you know what you would have said? Why are you wasting your life? Why are you wasting your money? That is what you would have said. That is what me might have said too. Because you'll be wondering. a uh-uh. Louis Vuitton bag, you just say, I want to go and sell it and bring the money for church. I want to go and sell it and use it for the cost of ministry to feed the poor. Mm-hmm. Why? The question would be, why are you wasting your life? I remember when I was much younger, which I'm still younger because I don't want to grow old. When we started the work of ministry, then it appears like we were confused persons. I'm talking about 15, 16, 17 years ago. It looked like we were confused, that we didn't have ambition with our lives. I remember my mother came to me and said, Who called you? You saw a miscall? Ah, the whole world was against me. In fact, there was a time my father told me, if I preach the gospel again, he will disown me. Ah. What? You know, there's a way that he just, and you know, they which we were very youthful exuberant. We're just we say, we die for these things, we'll do this. And there was a way. We saw life then. It not made us look like we were mad. I remember I would go from one place. They used to call it Bear Palo there. I know some of you might not know it. You would just going there, preaching, 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 preaching. It now looked like we didn't have a life. Such so that the adults will tell you. These things you are doing, calm down. But do you know, I observe something. Wise adults will tell you, ah, the thing you are doing, keep it oh. I mean, I've heard people say, talk like that. They say, keep it Oh, Go and ask people who are about to die. This is the answer. I've been around. I've pastored, old, young, everybody. I ask those who are 80 about to die, they will tell you that ah, this life is vanity. I don't know if I've talked to elderly people, elderly people. okay. Mommy, mommy knows what I'm saying. They will tell you that this life, oh, there's nothing there, You'll just be serving God. But when you start deserving God, you are going to church every day. Just like this July, right now we've been praying every day. It looks like we're mad. It looks like we, we don't know what we are doing. Now, the same thing was happening here. Why are you wasting your life? Why are you praying? Why are you studying? Today is Saturday. The weather is cozy. I should be on my, I should be under my duvet. Me, myself, I struggled to wake up this morning. Oh, yes, because we had a meeting. Those of you in set one, we had a meeting till almost 2 a.m. and I couldn't sleep till about 4 or 5. So, and I woke up 6, I mean 7. I saw the time, I said, I still have time. You know that thing of, I see time. let me sleep small back. <laughs> 8 o'clock. Ah! No, I still have time. 8.30. Ah. Time is going on. <laughs> the meeting is there. You know, even as a pastor, you'll be wondering, how ah, can't you cancel this meeting? You know, I used to tell you something. Sometimes I used to feel like canceling meeting. So you think it's every time a pastor wants to come and preach on Sunday morning? But, you know, there's a book I owe you people when I'm about to die. Not now. (laughs) The Mind of a Preacher. I have experience. I started ministry from age 9, 10. So, I will tell you what it means to do ministry till... (laughs) I will tell you the mind of what goes on in the mind of a preacher from around age 9 to, you know, (laughs) till I'm about to die. Maybe the week I'm die, I will release the book if you are still alive, then, <laughs> if I know that, okay, I'm going next week, I, because I will start writing the book when I'm maybe 70, 80 years. So, I'll start collating it together. So, if I'm dying next week, we'll publish it this week. So, if you are still alive, you will read it. And if you are not alive, the title is going to be The Mind of a Preacher. I will tell you everything that the preacher thinks, even when he's preaching. So if you think the teacher is just preaching, mm, it's not always like that. <laughs> because I have experiences. As I, I am not one of those people that accidentally that, enter a call. I the call came. It's not as <laughs> a you were just you were wasting your life before, and you just say so. Your middle basis, stand up. Go ahead. No, no, that's not how the call came. The call came. I thought you called a ministry, it came with activities for me. Hallelujah. So, back to what we are saying when a man is doing the work of the ministry, what does the work of the ministry say? Preaching the gospel. If at the whole of Walmart knows you already, the whole of white man, the ADC, you say, This person has come again. It looks like somebody that doesn't have a life. He appears like a confused person. No, but he's not confused. The difference is called purpose. He has a purpose. Now, see, now, do you know something? This woman kept the ointment. The keeping of the ointment was even the problem for the disciples. That why did she keep this thing? For so long and came to waste it at this time. Why? That is, she wasted her time. She wasted her money, her resources. And you know, let me tell you something. You know, life is not divine by money. I know we live in the United States of America today. um, uh, And... A lot of us think everything in life is money. See, I've tasted money. See, let me tell you. I've tasted what it means to be broke because of 11,400 naira. I have not collected my primary school certificate today. I was the only student in my elementary school that did not attend graduation. Why? 11,400. How much is that in dollars now? That's barely Maybe $10 now, right? $10, $15, roughly. Because of $15, I was embarrassed as a, as a kid. My mother begged me, my mother said, oh, there's no money, you better don't go. You just got to embarrass yourself. Then they used to chase us out for school fees. You know, the, if, they are, if you have seen the other classes where they chase all the students for school fees, you just stand up and start packing your bag because you know that you know we already have our group Alpha, they are already coming better pack your bag. let's go to the market i gotta sit down i've tasted what it means not to have do you know when it means you you've come back from school there's no food at home do you i drank gary that gary is my best no one see you you know now social media is changing gary now they're saying it's um yeah. gerium um groceries they are calling it groceries that you want to, I'm going to go and get groceries. So what's groceries? Gary. So, sorry for those of you that are watching that don't understand what Gary means. Gary simply means Gary. So <laughs> tell your cell leader to explain to you after so I just put it in your notes. Say cell leader, please. What does what the when pastor say Gary? What does he mean? <laughs> he simply means Gary or Gary. Or, oh, no, not cassava flakes, gari. <laughs> I drank it that, you know, they started telling you the highs, the high. No highs did me anything. My, am, I, am, I, am I using glasses today? <laughs> I remember there was a year, I remember from January 1 to December 31st, I marked it, I said, ah, ah I drank her every day. I was like, wow. Glory to God, I'm still alive. Nothing happened. Only that the Gary they sell in this United States. Ah! This December, I will bring all of you Gary. Don't worry. I will give you re. where they are, where they are frying it. Even the smell is glorious. Ah! I'm so sorry for those of you online. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ask your cell leader. <laughs> so, you know, everything is not defined. You know, there was a question somebody asked me one day. Look at what your life has become. I remember I was trying to invite this sister. Come for our service. This was so many years ago. Because then the church we used to use, it was dusty. So... I will come in at 7 a.m., very early like 6 a.m., come and wet the church so that people can stay, arrange the church. So I wore a black trousers, just like this. So the dust has filled it with my shoe, and it was a black shoe. And I wore white top. So you see, problem. Then I went to this sister. Come and join us. The sister looked at me up to down. Say, you mean... I should go and join you people with this. You know, I felt like, have I done anything bad with cleaning the church? Maybe I should have done. So I was even trying to dust. I said, come and join us. She doesn't look at me like this. It looked like I was wasting my life. I remember. we would stay in church morning to evening when we were younger. I'm still young. I'm just giving you experiences. Such that there was one woman who came to carry his son away. Leave my son away! You know, <laughs> I've told you the story. I went back to preach in that same place. The woman said, follow him more. <laughs> told the son, better follow him back. <laughs> the woman came to carry his son. Leave my son away! Leave my son! You poor are very useless. You don't have any plan for your life. Ah, because we are just doing church. We don't have a plan for our lives. What is that? Look at in verse 10. Look at verse 10. Look at what Jesus said. He said when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, why trouble ye the woman? I have a message on this topic. This year. Why trouble let the woman? Anticipate it. He said, why trouble ye the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. Do you know that that is what we call personal commitment? Let me tell you the truth. I, I don't know your motive. I don't. You can be sitting there taking notes, be looking at me, be shaking your head. I don't know your motive. Oh. Only God in heaven knows your motive. You can be yourself meeting, sitting down there. Some of you are even sitting there and say, Oh God. Let me tell you, it's not the sitting down there that counts. Oh. It's that Oh God that counts. some people will look at you and ask you what are you doing see let me tell you the truth our commitment to the gospel today is to waste our lives if you are writing write that down our commitment to the gospel today is to waste our lives Some people can work very hard. Some people don't mind. Look at life. Look at life principles. Some people don't mind to go to school, finish a four five years degree, get a master's, overwork themselves. In America, you get a master's. If you are lucky, one year. If you are not lucky, two years. If you are over, if you are really unlucky, three years. So we even go and that. PhD, four years. If you're unlucky, five years. Some, even six years. They don't call that wasting of life. Why? They feel like they are achieving what? Their purpose. (laughs) How many of you are following me this morning? They don't call that something. We go to our jobs. 9 a.m., 5 p.m. Some people, if you are unlucky, you do overtime, 7 p.m. Some people even work 12 hours. 12 to 12. They will even sit you with the 12 hours. You can stay hard. I remember there was one time, many years ago, I was working in a warehouse. 12 hours So they now told us, you can stay hard. You know, when it speak teasing, we can stay hard. Some extra two hours. here. Yeah? So, I just thought to myself, so, I'm going to just be living in this place. <laughs> After the two hours, the, the, the manager came to ask me, do you really want to go? I said, I'm not asking him a question. Are you not going to? <laughs> he said, no, you can still do 15. So, I will spend 15 hours of my life inside a building with sound. <laughs> All because of money. One guy just told me, ah, I'm going. I remember there was one time, they said we should come and work on Sunday morning. If not, they will fire us. I said, okay. Then I said, uh, the time, I was already pastoring then. This was about seven years ago, seven, six years ago. They said we, they said we should come and work Sunday morning. They said we, should, we will leave the job. Our service was 11 a.m. then. Then I said, we will leave the job at 9 but we should come in at around 4 a.m., we should walk till 9. So around 8.50, I was already planning that, I was already rounding up, that I'm already going. They just came to say, announcement, announcement. If you cannot wait again till 12, you'll be fired. I said, I choose to be fired. I have a service. So one brother, I will forget his name. I will skip his name. <laughs> He just came to me and said, "Where are you going?" Shebby is just one Sunday. Miss it now. Ah, I looked at him and said, "Miss what? One Sunday?" He said, "Shebby is just one Sunday." He said, "This I said it." He came to me and said, "One Sunday and you will keep your job." I said, "I don't want the job. I'm going home. Let the job keep themselves. My purpose in life is greater than this job." Job that if you still misbehave tomorrow, they will fire you. There was one job. Let me tell you one story. There was one job. I went to sleep in the restroom. He's from the restroom. They, they sent me home. The managers just opened I just came out from the restroom. The managers were looking at me like this. Then I said, do you know what it is now? You are going home. I just said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I said, I should just go and rest. myself. You know, when you sit down in the toilet seat, you just say, yeah, wow. I just press full, press full. I just slept off. It was the manager that came to open the restroom door for me. Ah, I was surprised. You know, it's like, you know, when you're just waking up, it felt like it it felt like it was still a dream. I kept telling myself, wake up, wake up, I'll be there, wake up. Wake up. And they've already given me. In fact, one of the reasons I even went to the restroom to even sleep, let me tell you the reason. They've already commended me as one of our hard-working staff. I'm not joking. <laughs> I am not joking. The same manager that commended me for as hard working style was the one that came to open the door and told me I'm so sorry. You know when they, when I, when I'm American tell you I'm so sorry, there's re- there's really no <laughs> there's no there's nothing you can do, it's just I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh-uh. I say it. this is how I said it. Uh-uh. I'm your hardworking staff, I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they escorted me to the door and collected my badge. The friend that we were both working together just ah, he just noticed I I disappeared. So during the break time, Afahore, where are you did? I said, ah, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> I'm not joking. A true life story. This was. Pandemic era. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking because I picked a job in pandemic. when well, no, everybody is following me COVID. Me, it was it was a good time for me. Because I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Study, so I just said, well, let me go and look for a job somewhere. So I just came back daddy My father just said, ah. What happened? I said, oh. I just need sleep. <laughs> told me, just one Sunday. I said, I don't do it. I remember that was even the day that when I got to church, the whole church offended me. You know when they say, all the, all the members, as I was even getting to the pulpit, I was angry. Because I had three churches, they were offending me. That was the day I knew, ah, You know, those are the times the devil will just be whispering into your ear. You should have just stayed in your job and keep it. Is it the people? Is it the people that you are coming for? See them now. Ah, I say, you devil, you lie. You lie. So only God understands your commitment. Some people work hard. Some people leave everything, and do you know what they do that they do it to keep their lives. Some people will ask you, Why should I pray? If Jesus, your Lord and your personal savior, you prayed, you are still asking question at your age, Jesus. The person we serve, preach the gospel, we move from one street to another, you are still asking questions. Why should I go on outreach? Even if you do not know anything in the Bible, you know Jesus prayed. You know Jesus preached. You are still asking questions. Some people, one Sunday, let me just stay at home. Maybe it's just one Sunday. I mean, I've gone to church for throughout the month. I was telling those of you in set one, yesterday night, when we were having a meeting, a couple of weeks ago, I was very sick and I was preaching to you. Sickness is not an excuse to, not miss, to miss service for me. It's a, it did not start today. It started when I don't even have a mic. I learned my lesson. It was the day I was preparing for service. And I felt sick and they came back to me. Me that was supposed to be the pastor, many years ago, I'm talking about 10 years ago now, they came to me and told me, the service went well. Eh? What went well? I have not preached the sermon I heard from God. That was the day I told myself, no matter the sickness, I will carry myself to church. I was preaching to you and I was, my body was not okay. I was, in fact, that was one of the Sundays that I was, I was just teaching you people. this that. I was even laughing after service. Nobody knew what was going on. And I did not come and tell you. I just stayed on the wall. I think the closest person I would know was AY. I just stayed on the wall. Just reading on the wall. That was it. But some of you. Just even. I did not sleep last night. I'm not coming to church. (laughs) Are you? Are you? See. Do you know that there is judgment seat in heaven? Judgment seat of heaven. The wasted life. A lot of people place value on what they will keep. Value is not, value is in what you give away. See, let me tell you something. You begin to live a life of waste when you are committed to Christ. There is a big question I want to ask you. If God comes, see, let me tell you, if Jesus was your pastor, would you be the kind of Christian you are? And those of you watching, if Jesus was your cell leader or the pastor of your location, would you be committed the way you are? I'm talking to those of you, Maryland, Indiana, all of you. Uganda. I hope you are hearing me. Would Jesus... Like your consecration. Will Jesus tell them this is a faithful servant? You know, there was a day, Jesus sat down and he was watching the offering box in the church. What if you know that story in the Bible? He was, and he told them, This woman gave small, little. And he was telling them, No, this one gave the best because of their motives. What is your sincerity? Are you wasting your life for Jesus? They are still begging you to preach. Begging you to pray, begging you to come to church at your age. I didn't even know. I've not even read the Bible when I was coming to church. When I have not even read my Bible. When I was already committed. Me, I'm not one of those people that used to say my mother forced me to church. Yes, she forced me, but I made a choice. It was a choice. If I'm not a preacher today, nobody will kill me. My father once told me if you want to be a Muslim, be a Muslim. If you want to be a Muslim, be a Muslim. If you want to be a a Buddhist, be Be whatever you want to be. Child, 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 be successful. I have a teaching called success. Listen to it. Someone will tell you what's your identity? What's your uniqueness? What's that thing? Are you wasting your life? For the cause of the gospel. And you see, I have to talk to you. I have to. I'm your pastor. Except you don't respect me. I have to talk to you. I do. If not, I will I will be an ally. How wasted are you? You know, when Jesus died on the cross, when I gave my life to Christ, when I received the life of Christ, you know, you must understand that you died with Christ on the cross. It's no longer, Paul said, It's no longer high, but him. Look at mark eight. When you begin to live a life of purpose, let me tell you, people begin to see you as mad. You know, let me tell you something. Let's even bring it to natural life. You know, when... All this Mark Zuckerberg now was dropping out of school those days to start Facebook. You know, people like, those people in the school, they will be calling him mad. Hope you know. I many not if you know that. They will be calling him mad. Uh, this one does not know what he's doing. How will you drop out from Harvard and say you want to do what? What is changing? now? Nah. Those people that were making jokes of him, I didn't know on his app today. All right? Now nah, that's even just natural life. There's this guy I really like so much, Mr. Beast. He dropped out from college and focused on YouTube. You and I have watched this video today. We are even begging God that Mr. Beast should even encounter our ministry so I can give him $50,000 <laughs> because of his philanthropical work. Why? He changed his purpose. That's what he thought. And do you know, they will not be rewarded for those things at the last day. Those t- Facebook will perish. Oh. <laughs> After you die, we're used to going to be Facebooking. The days to Facebook in the grave. <laughs> or you'll be texting the angels and the demons and be seeing what's going on, what's on your mind. Or you'll be liking pictures on Instagram when you are in your grave. Is that what you're going to be doing? Or you'll be tweeting from the dead. Hi guys, I just I'm in my coffee. <laughs> Look at Mark 8. Let's see verse 34. Mark 8, verse 34. Open your Bibles there. Mark 8, 34. I was so finished. I thought it was going to be a long meeting before, but it's not. We just want to talk to ourselves and pray. Hallelujah. Like I said, I have so many things to share with you people, but I narrowed it to this one. Mark 8, verse 34. Mark 8, 34. Look at in verse 34. He says, And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him what? Deny himself, take up his cross, and do what? Follow me. Look at what he says in verse 35. For whosoever will save his life, we what? And do you know that's what many of us are doing? Why do you think we are going to work? Because we want to save your life, which is good. He says, But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, and for the gospel's sake, the same shall save it. He says, What shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world? If he buys cars, build all the houses, gain all the money. And lose his own soul. This is not salvation. No, 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 no. This is not salvation. No, no, no. I've always told you, your salvation, you are saved. Because I know some of you here, you like salvation, salvation. You cannot lose your salvation. True, this is not salvation. This is commitment to the cause of the gospel. Is this or oh, what a man giving for an exchange of his soul. You know why discipleship is not easy for many? Because it's no longer their lies. Say, he said, whosoever will save his life shall say, so, why are we working? We are trying to save our lives. We are trying to make ends meet, which is normal. But that must not be. Even me that I'm here, I'm an hustler. I'm a business person. I'm in school too, chasing my degrees. I must get my PhD. I must. If there's anything after PhD, I will still get it. That's to tell you how committed I am. I'm an hustler. I'm looking for money as crazy as everybody. But that's not my purpose. That's not where I find fulfillment. That's not what gives me joy. It, nothing in this world can give you joy. I'm not joking with you. It cannot satisfy Solomon. None of you have been richer than Solomon in this life. What do you want to have that Solomon has not had? Is it women? Solomon has 1,000. Is it money? He had it. Is it influence? He had it. Such that. Do you know what Solomon did? Solomon, who was of God, of God, started going to idol worship because of all this. He started going to bow down to idol worshippers. Bible says they turned his heart to a strange God. What do you what are you chasing that Solomon did not have? And Solomon told us everything is vanity. Go and ask the rich guys. I wash them because I'm a business person, so I educate my mind. Beget they will tell you there's nothing. Biget donated last year, donated all his something to charity. That's to tell you, he has tasted the whole money and he just said, there's nothing in this money. Someone said, give me the money first. Let me check. Let me let me first taste. <laughs> let me taste what the money is all about. There is no fulfillment anywhere. Go and ask those who are about to die. I've been in places where people, people are you know, giving up elderly people. I've, I've talked to many. I've, I've been all around. I've been around for a while. They will tell you life is vanity. Everything you are chasing, it will end here. The house we are trying to get, are you going to carry the house to heaven? I heard the story of one man in the north, northern side of Nigeria, many years ago. He didn't want to take his money to the bank. So he kept stacking his money under his bed. Stacking the money under his bed. Stacking it. He said, At least I'm seeing my money. At least I'm seeing my money. He died on top of the money. And he was a Muslim. And you know how they bury Muslims. They bury them on the mats. Not even good coffee. They they don't even buy glass, coffee, or expensive. They bury him with mats. And the money perished. Everybody shared the money. I mean, true life story. Wasted life. What exactly is your own life about? A job? Job that they can sack you tomorrow. You know these Americans. You know the you, can, you know the kind of country we are in. I'm so sorry. Once they tell you that, forget it. <laughs> I love America. I'm not saying it's about you. If I don't love it, I will not be here. <laughs> If they tell you I'm so sorry, that's all. There's nothing you can do after the sorry. So what did this woman do? She gave away her reputation, her image. She didn't say, you know, she came to the disciples and Jesus. She didn't say, oh, she didn't say, oh, let me be psychedelic. Let me be careful. She gave all away. The man trying to preserve his life will gain the world. So, he wasted. The woman wasted her life. Their time, resources, energy. So, that is the man that will gain it. So, you gain your life by losing it for Jesus. And let me tell you, purpose begins when you have lost your life. Purpose begins when you have lost your life. Are you losing your life for the cause of the gospel? Or they are still begging you about your life? Some people think in this church we are after some things that people are after. No, 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 no. If you are not growing spiritually, That is a, is a problem on me. That's the truth. I am not after your money in this church. Nope. I'm sure you, everyone knows that. Uh, you know. Your cell leaders are not after your money. Those of you that are watching. We are just after you serving God. That's all. And if you feel like our own is too much, pack your bag and go. It's not by force. Men will waste their lives. That is what we want to be known for in supernatural community shows: men that are wasting their lives. Let people see us and say, "Oh, ah, this people's son is too much." Oh, it's a good thing for Jesus. You will find fulfillment in the life that God has given you. Fulfillment, purpose, starts when you have received the life of Christ. So as we grow in the Lord, in the grace of the Lord, we waste our lives. Those things that are precious to us. Look at what Paul said in Philippians 3. Are you learning something this morning? We about to close. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Philippians 3 verse 5 to 8. Philippians 3 verse 5 to 8. But I will start from verse 7 just to, wait, just to save time. But what things were gained to me those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of Christ, for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. For whom I have suffered all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Oftentimes, the world is scared of commitment. We are scared of commitments to the cause of the gospel. We are scared of commitments to the ministry. We are scared of commitment to prayer, commitment to evangelism, commitment to study, commitments to you know to church. Imagine a Christian born again telling you church is too much. When we've not even heard church, some people are saying church is too much. In the in the in act two, they met daily. You are not even meeting daily. Art two, the early Christians, they met daily. Seven times a week is daily. How many days did we meet in the in church? Only your cell meetings. You say it's too much. But Netflix is not too much for you. Pressing your phone is not too much. You that? These things are things you value. Spending 12 hours at work is not too much because you need money to pay your bills, which I do too. Say it's too much. Why not break the alabaster bust? Tell yourself, I'm ready to break the bust. I'm ready to waste it. I'm ready to break that flax. I'm ready to waste it. People will say, you are running mad. It's a good madness. Look at Paul. Beaten 39 stripes, save one. And he went to church, preached. Look at the persecution they went through. Someone said, why should a Christian, just like how we had mission is possible, spend one week just praying and hearing the word? Is that not what a Christian should do? Jesus spent forty days in the wilderness. Moses spent forty days in the wilderness. We will say one week. You see, we, we are not even okay. <laughs> if we want to really follow scripture, should we not retreat for forty days? <laughs> you know, if I, if we say let's retreat now for forty days, everybody take off for your job for forty days. This is so. Say, ah. You know, as I've even said it now, some of you are just say, "Ha! Let's take off for forty days. Let's just camp. Let's go to our bush. You know, let's go and camp with our snakes and scorpions around. Let's just stay there, wait on the Lord. Just be praying, 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 praying. Mm-hmm. You know, we do pray like this. We not saying pray like Moses, <laughs> 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 or, or we do pray like Elijah. You know, that always works." So we we'll just spend seven days, you know. They say he prays seven times, you know. Seven times does not mean seven hours. Ca- we can say seven days. Seven times can mean seven days. Seven times can mean seven months. It can mean seven years, and we we'll just camp. So we'll say, ah, extreme, 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 too much. These church, they don't, they, they are, they are not after your progress. That's what they will say. No now. Jesus, our Lord and personal Savior, is the one we should be an example to. Right? Yes, sir. He went to do retreat for 40 days. How about that? Say, ah, how will I pay my B? You know? Yet, we are not doing 40 days Oh, so one one week. Just like this Saturday night. Some people grumbled before they came. Some are not even here today. Imagine. Why? Because of the weather. They couldn't wake up at the right side of the bed. They <laughs> say, Ah, oh my God, my whole house is just dark suddenly. Is this winter coming back? You know, this type of sleep is the sweetest sleep. They so, say, Nah, these people are just waste. They just want to disturb us. Some people, they are selling that. have been telling about this meeting since, since two months so. They are still saying, hey, what is the time? I'm sure they still ask, what's the time this morning? But if it's his job, they do is to ask, what's the time? Because they have to clock in. Some people will ask you, what's the time for Sunday? You told them, yes, you do. They are still asking this morning. Hey, hey, what's the time that service is starting this morning? Ah uh-uh. brethren are you wasting your life? What is your purpose? why you know you must have a defined purpose in life. Why are you working? I am working I'll tell you my own. I am working because I want to make the course of the gospel survive. That's why I'm looking for money. Would I buy a car? Yes. Would I buy a build house? Yes. But is that my ultimate goal? No. You must have a clear defined purpose in life. Why are you making money? Paul wrote to Timothy and said, see, He said, it is certain we came to this world with nothing. And we will return back with nothing. That's the truth. When you came to this life, you came with nothing, and you will return back with nothing. We should get into, you know, I wonder us a supernatural community church, to get into a depth of commitment. Mission is possible 2021. 20, i have a teaching called commitment go and listen to it we should get into a better depth of commitment why are you doing what you are doing see it will perish matthew 6 verse 21 matthew 6 21 matthew 6 21 for where your treasure is, there will your what will your heart be also? Since the light of the body is the eye, and as says, therefore, if the eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. So is your eyes single on the purpose? He said because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Matthew six verse twenty one. Romans one sixteen. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I don't know about you, but see, outside this, I don't have a life anymore. I don't know about you. Before I have one thinking, and it's not because I'm the pastor of the church. No, this has been my life. Some of you knew before I even became a pastor. This has been my life. I don't have a life. Nothing fulfills me outside the work of the ministry. Nothing gives me joy than fellowshipping with brethren. The people I call family today are my church members. I Remember, I was talking to my man. Ah, you will not come for Thanksgiving. I cannot come for Thanksgiving again. The way I want to celebrate Thanksgiving is with my own church members. That's my family. Someone told me, "Say, hey, let's celebrate Christmas." I said, "I don't know." I said, "My own Christmas, I do it in (laughs) I do it in WCC." I said, My Thanksgiving, my church member, so I don't have holiday to spend with you. So I said, You can't just travel. I said, I cannot. I said, So when my church member are eating the love fries, eating everything, eating me, I will not say, Sorry, guys. I will not be doing a video call with them. This is my life. Wasted for Christ. Am I mad? Yes. osia six or night the spiritual man is mad the bible said it <laughs> i don't have a life anymore why am i making money why do i need money today me none of you are looking for money up to me i am looking for hundred thousand dollars you you are still looking for ten me, I'm looking for $100,000 after now, now, as of today, today. And the money has to show. <laughs> it's not for ministry. It's not 100000 for ministry. It's not I I ah, a... no, no, Philippians one, as we as we random. See, for me, to live is for me to live is Christ, and to die, and to die. is gain. See, but if I, flesh, if I live in the flesh, it's okay. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I choose not, yet I sh- what yet I shall choose I what not. Simple devotion, simple dedication to Jesus. Play for me. I close. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. He says, the life. We shall now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who has loved me and gave himself for me. How much of your life have you wasted, men and brethren? Or are you like the disciples, who were filled with indignation, thinking, why are you wasting your life? Some of you, you are asking yourself leader. Why are you doing what you are doing? They are wasting their lives. You should emulate them. Some of you are wondering, why are these people committed? You should emulate it. Jesus prayed daily. Jesus preached daily. He healed the sick. That is our life. we going to be successful in our career you know me as your pastor I will push you some of you I'm the one that told you to go and get your master's degree some of you I'm the one that told you to go back to school some of you I'm the one helping you with your business telling you this is what you should do I want you to be successful in your careers too but that is not what your purpose for living is about that is not it I remember as a child, I found purpose. I knew I did. I found something. I knew it. I knew it that I found something. I knew it, and everybody saw me as mad. It looked like I was running mental. My parents. I remember one lesson teacher I had there. My mother had to tell the lesson teacher, tell this guy. That if you want to be a pastor, if you want to serve God, at least you read your books. The teacher came to tell me, he said, me, I'm a pastor. But I said, oh. I told the last I said, I don't want to be a pastor like you. I want to reach the nations of the world. The, the man the went to tell my mother, he said, this guy is mad. I said, there's nobody that did not call to advise me. He got to a stage. They will tell me before you go to church, you must have done this. You've My mother knows that that's what she used to know to get me to do anything in the house. If she said just like it, I will arrange everything, the whole thing will stop Sunday. Why? Because I have to go to church. That is my purpose. I don't feel. Look at me. For the past 15 years of my life, I don't feel satisfied, fulfilled in any natural thing again. Knew it as a child. The purpose is in the calling of Jesus. The reason why you are running at a skater, moving from pillar to post, chasing money from one place to another. Look at this, it's because you have not found purpose. That is not your purpose. That's not it. Your life can never be settled. They can never be satisfaction in your life because the true satisfaction, the only satisfaction of life is Christ. I remember I sent a video. One popular actor was speaking in the in Atlanta some some weeks back. He said, I've acted several movies in this world. I've met the high prima caliber of the world. He said. I found out that there was no purpose I didn't have joy I didn't have fulfillment he said as I found Christ and I started serving and preaching he said I knew this is exactly my purpose a popular musician used to send mail he said he went back to church before he released his album he said he went back to church He said he just ate the pastor and he was wondering why he has not been to church since 2019. And he said, There's something about this. Some of you, we are begging you to come to church. We are begging you to pray. Begging you to preach. You thought we are doing you a favor? You think we are doing you a favor? We are only helping your life. What are you doing? We have gotten to a stage. your life. Some of you will give stupid excuse. Eh, I cannot go to the watches because of this. I remember when I was much younger. In the dead of the night I will sit down preaching to people that are smoking. Drunkards. People that want to break bottles on my head. I'll tell them, some of you don't know what I just said It's okay. Purpose. Like we were mad. Remember when I went back to when the when the when circumstances of life took me to body house, I was depressed. Why? I felt like my life as sham, was in shambles because I was not in the ministry that I was doing again. For two years of my life, I almost died. But do you know what? In that same place, I got that people. Let's start praying. That's why you google feed the Holy Ghost today. Purpose. Gather people will pray. We pray, 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 pray. Some some will think prayer is useless. And you just a That's your life. That's life, that's the true meaning of life. You think life is intriguing? Let me tell you something. I was talking to somebody one day. I said, Okay, if you want to pass life, what do you want to do? You will make money, right? You will make money, you will marry, you can probably cheat since you don't have Christ. I mean, since you are not able to come you will cheat and do everything you want to do. Travel to Vegas and enjoy money, travel around the world. I said, Right? I said, what else you do? You buy a car, you build a house, you have children, give them money, right? I said, but do you know what? You will die an empty man. You will die not fulfilled. Solomon knew it when he told us, "Life is vanity." Are you wasting your life? How much of your life have you wasted? how much we are still begging you to come to church how much of your life have you wasted some of you have not learned to juggle your priorities some of you you don't place things you still place other things above the work of ministry is it a hobby or a life for you to serve others in the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you, all we are doing in ministry and church and everything is for life. So it's not for personal ambition. I will never use the pulpit for personal ambition. God forbid. I've not so learned that in Christ. I will never use supernatural community church for my own personal ambition. Bro, do you think it is for me to be receiving glory? God, for I told you, they now be doing a baba, they now be having camera, red carpet. think that's what I'm chasing. It's not my business. That's not how we learn to ministry. Now we wear capes, now we wear suits, now we open fine car. Think that's what I'm chasing. All the money that comes even to this church, all of you, some of you know, it goes immediately nations, places, this one, this one, this one. Nothing. For the cause of the gospel. So, is it a convenience? Are you serving God with convenience or with sacrifice? Some of you, you are still very, you see, yes, is it, The time that suits you. Your cell leader tell you, come and let's pray at 3 p.m. Say, it's not, it doesn't work for me. Why, why does it not work for you? There's nothing. He just say it doesn't work for you. Peter lost his life. Paul lost his life. Jesus lost his life. Moses lost his life. Elijah did the same. All the men who lost their life for Jesus. Are you. Serve God, come and serve. Pick a place and serve. I will not tell you. Someone that truly wants to serve, we, we come and serve. Are you wasting your life in Jesus? Bow your eyes and pray for yourself. Bow your eyes and pray every one of you watching me online in your different cells, do the same bow your heads and pray lift your voices everywhere lift your heads everywhere and pray are you wasting your life? bow your heads, pray Supernatural Community Church, lift your voice, pray. Where have you gone wrong? Have you put the love of money first? Have you loved your job first? Material things, mundane things. Are they still begging you to serve God at your age? At your age! Do they beg you before you do things at your job? even ashamed those of you watching online I hope you are praying in your various centers various locations Pray. how much of your life have you wasted can you see at this age of yours you have wasted your life for Jesus is the real life that's the true definition of life can you see you have sacrificed things for Jesus can you say that can you say that hallelujah listen to me let me tell you a story I am supposed to be a white house today working with the president and in politics. I have it for the cause of diminution. I see some of my colleagues on LinkedIn. I see them on everywhere, posting White House, postings. You're supposed to be seeing me on TV today in White House or doing something, chasing my political. I met the vice president, met everybody. I was chasing my, because that's my field. I was chasing all of those things. I just remember, uh, this was a couple of years ago. Some of you know, uh, I just found out that I stopped going to church. I started coming late. I said, hey, Mrs. this was even before I became pastor. Ah, uh, I knew this can't be my fulfillment in life. This can't be it. I'll tell you, these people are my members. I want to see you. I need the uh, heart. No, no, no. I took it. The day I took the U-turn, I was to come and preach. In fact, I came to church. The service was to start seven. I came to church 7.50. Nobody was in service. I'm not saying super, this was not supernatural conversation. This was not this was another ministry. Nobody came to service that day I left the place. Nobody. If it was you, you say, Ah, oh, let me go back. Ah no, I deepened my conviction. I knew I wasted my life. I knew I will lose it, I will gain it later. Forty came to service until almost thirty minutes. And the culture we had then in that church, if nobody is in the service, if you are the pastor, you just stand on the pulpit and just be looking and be praying. So I stood on the pulpit and just pray. I remember when the sister came in. I remember the message that I thought, "What are you doing with the gospel?" I thought the, the sister that the sister was even looking around and said, "Ah, is there another person you are teaching?" I thought with all my life because I knew this is my life forever. If somebody asks you today what have you dropped? Are you wasting for Jesus? What's your alabaster boss? What will you say? Pray again for yourself, all of you. Pray, lift your voice. What is your alabaster boss? What have you broken? Lift your voice. what's your what are you broken how much of your life have you wasted how much of your life have you wasted how much of your life have you wasted on your feet everyone consecrate your life this morning pray I will be an ally if I'm deceiving you I will not want to deceive you a good pastor has your interest at heart. A good pastor has your interest at not Pray. Pray. If you say, "Lord, I waste myself the more," you're not saying it like you mean. You say, "Lord, I waste myself the more."